With everyone in lockdown, it's easy to forget we have an actual presidential election coming up later this year. But making sure you're getting the right information is trickier than ever. Fortunately, we've got some tips. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is security reporter Laura Hotala. Laura, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So, Laura, you've got a piece looking at the ways uh, that people can make sure the information they're getting online is legit. But before we get to that, let's let's kind of set the stage a bit. We all know that in 2016, the election was filled with misinformation. What's changed in 2020? Yeah. So in 2016, we learned about, you know, more about these sites that exist really just to publish false news, but also about these campaigns to create fake accounts online and push fake news in our faces or, you know, memes or whatever, you know, just these these accounts that weren't really coming from real people. So that problem has gotten kind of more in our face. We know more about it. Um, and companies like Facebook and other social media companies are doing more to identify those campaigns and take them down. And they say it's actually getting harder to run those campaigns, um, which is good news, but we know more about them. So it's kind of more front of mind for everyone. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we know more about it, I mean, I guess that seems like it's a good thing, but have things actually gotten worse for people, just general people getting information? Like, is, is can we can we trust this information even less now than back in 2016? Well, I mean, that's a good question. It's, I think we know we probably shouldn't trust it. So that's kind of a double-edged sword. It's good, you know, knowledge is good. It's good to know you can't just believe everything you read. Um, but it also is pretty stressful and it makes everything a lot more work for everyone, you know, knowing that, oh, okay, I can't just take this at face value. I need, if I, if I want to believe this, I have to do some work to get there. Well, absolutely. And that's, that's why we're, we have you on to talk about the, this particularly important topic. Uh, so let's move on to the tips. What's the first thing you recommend doing when you're when you're looking online? Like number one, first thing, and I talked to a bunch of librarians who are really into vetting information to get this, is just look for the source. Um, you have to figure out where information is coming from. If you're reading something in a news story, like do they cite a source for it? Is it from a study? Is it from a witness to firsthand events? You know, um, if it's a meme, like a lot of memes have pictures and their own captions and those captions might not have anything to do with what the picture originally was. So you can look it up on things like Snopes to see if that's really what was going on in the picture. Or you can even, if you're feeling extra um, adventurous, you can run a reverse image search. And I've actually done this and found that, you know, memes my friends were sharing for on topics that I generally agree with were based off of pictures that were like totally miscaptioned and just were basically lies, you know, you find that they're saying, oh, this is, uh, this is Susan B. Anthony getting beaten by the cops at a, at a protest. And actually, it was a suffragist who was getting beaten by the cops, but it was in the UK. And it was like a totally different situation. So, you know, it was like, not really true. All right. So what's, what's another step to if you want to take it even further in terms of vetting this information you're getting? So librarians are really big on reading sources, all different kinds of sources. So, you know, if you're seeing facts that you're still not sure about, look for the same facts in a different publication, maybe even one with a different political slant. So if you're seeing the same facts in like the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, maybe even some more political publications like MSNBC or like Breitbart or anything like that, then, you know, you're getting more of a sense that, okay, people with different differing opinions or viewpoints are saying the same thing. And that's a pretty good sign, too. And I guess any, any other suggestions? What, uh, like, if you want to go even further in vetting this, like, how do you, what would you, what would you suggest? 
Yeah, I mean, you can keep going deep down the rabbit hole on this. Um, another tactic is to try to beat your own bias. It's really hard for people to do because, you know, uh, we tend to think that other people need to check their biases more than we need to check our own biases. And so confirmation bias is when you think, you know, I already think X is true. And so I'm just going to look for information that confirms X. And it's kind of like, it's just a shortcut. Like you already think you know the answer. So if you just confirm it, you can move on, right? But that's actually a really good way to just keep believing something that's not true. So what you have to do is prove yourself wrong. And that's really hard. Yeah, that's um, that's a really good test. And I don't know if folks would be even comfortable doing that, but like, I don't know if you can give me an example of like an instance where maybe like personally, like you've, you've had some sort of point of view or thought that you, that, you know, you thought was correct. And then you ended up proving yourself wrong. Man, I can't think of anything really specific off the top of my head, but when I am researching like how to vote and stuff, I definitely always, I I always try to think, okay, well, you know, this tax measure makes perfect sense. You know, like we clearly need to fund this and you have to, when you're like trying to figure out where, whether or not that's accurate, you like have to look at multiple sources and figure out, well, is anybody putting up a valid argument against it? And instead of just saying like, yeah, I think I should vote for this. I'm going to look for someone who agrees with me. You have to like actually read what the opponents are saying um, to a tax measure or whatever it is you're voting on. And if, if you can't find anything valid there, then that's actually a stronger confirmation than if you just find somebody who agrees with you. You know, a lot of this, a lot of the suggestions you make, uh, you know, require a lot of work. Uh, folks have, well, right now, some folks have plenty of time, but others, such as myself and folks who've got kids, you know, are, we're juggling a lot more responsibilities. You know, if if I want to get information, I don't, and I don't necessarily have all the time to do the vetting. Like, what what would you suggest? Like, how would you? How'd you kind of get around that? Basically, what's the lazy person's you know solution for all this? I mean, that's definitely an issue. We're like blasted with information all day, every day, and it's hard to spend all your time vetting it. So especially when it comes to elections, um, you know, you got to focus just on, on what's most important. And one tip I got while I was researching for this story was to just talk to your smartest friend and like have a real conversation. Don't be online for it. Like, you know, nowadays we would have to do it over video chat, but you would want to just have a conversation and talk about the issues uh, and like try and get your friend's viewpoint, even if it's different than yours. Um, Because in that situation, you're not going to be so likely to get into an argument or start calling someone names or, you know, just feel really negative about the interaction, which can happen a lot on social media or or just online in general. Um, So I think that's a, that's actually a really good idea because, it just sort of helps you get different information um, and understand how you think about something without all of this animus and, you know, frankly, just way too much information. Yeah, just having a simple conversation with a friend, preferably one smarter than you, that sounds like pretty solid advice and not too time consuming. Uh, that wraps things up. You can check out all of uh, Laura's tips on CNET.com. If you have any questions, leave us a voicemail at 862-250-5713. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.